Hey everybody, welcome into I believe episode 14 of your Corporate Global Dynasty podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hawes. And I'm your host, William Spicer. Spicer, good morning. Uh, I think we've got a pretty good show ahead of us today. We've got several good trades to talk about. Uh, a pretty exciting uh, week 10 of the NFL, uh, as well as the playoff picture uh, getting a little more clear here in our league. Indeed it is. Uh, I, I love this weekend slate of games. Can't wait to get into it. Absolutely. We'll, uh, you know, as always, finish off with our awards and uh, an AFC South matchup that we'll talk about as well. So let's get into the trades first. We had a couple trades that directly impacted this week's games, and so we'll get into those first. Uh, an interesting trade here, uh, one that really set the course for this team's, um, I guess, path the rest of the season we had colton of the pit kings getting his own 2021 first back from his brother brady uh the god kings for keenan allen and chase edmonds yeah i think prob i i think i'd rather be brady i think keenan allen still got it left in the tank but for colton his i don't think it i think having the first round pick is going is worth it for him right now um and you know keenan allen's value might not it could drop off pretty quickly after this year and it's a total wash for him this year like and if he only if he if he wanted to have a chance at trevor lawrence potentially he needed to tank this week it was it would be too late if he won again so i think it's fine but i think brady was able to catch him on a pretty good fire sale yeah, I, I don't know if this went on behind the scenes, but if I would have been the God King's GM here, what I would have been doing would be telling Colton, you know, I'm not going to give you back your first for just a normal first value. I need a little bit more because it's more valuable to him than it is to one of us um, since he does have control over the team. So uh, I think Brady made out very, very well here getting Keaton Allen because I think he's you know, a high first is probably his value, maybe, maybe a little bit more. I don't know, with Justin Herbert having a, a successful start. Um, but then getting Chase Edmonds tacked on, a nice role player there. I, I think this is a win for the God Kings. Um, not not necessarily a loss for Colton. He has to pay that, that premium to get this first pick back. But uh, we'll talk more about where he's headed uh, later on in the show. Um, so, yeah, good trade there. Next up, uh, I love this trade we're about to talk about. Uh, you and I had uh, not our first trade, but our first trade in a while, I guess probably since preseason, um, where I sent you uh, my boy, uh, Stefan Diggs, for Josh Jacobs and his backup. Yes. Well, one of his backups. One of them. The worst one. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. yes. Um, yes, I absolutely love this trade. And for some reason, like it was, it was almost way too easy for me to send Josh Jacobs off probably. But I was like, honestly, I have so many running backs still. And I'm seeing that this position like just doesn't boom enough. Like essentially I had this idea. I need a better wide receiver one for a, a, a somewhat extended period of time because Thielen's not going to be able to do it after much after this season, I don't think. Um, and Diggs is amazing. What a, what an amazing personality! And so that's that's why he has the boom potential. Because I was when I was looking at all of his stats, it's like, oh yeah, all these are like 
games without a touchdown. If he catches a touchdown, this is a monster week. And it's sort of similar for Josh Jacobs. And we, then we ended up both catching them on like their prototypical yeah. monster weeks, which is exactly what we needed. So that's how sort of how I feel about it, which is just like we probably traded at this positional and even probably on the total point scoring, like within very close to each other. But it was more mm-hmm. of a positional trade. Yes, it was all about yeah. the the need um, because you are, are deep at running back, especially with Antonio Gibson painting out for you. Um, and I was very not deep and, and not only not deep at running back, but, uh, with, uh, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire and Jonathan Taylor, both kind of showing some troubling signs. I, Jonathan Taylor's we'll talk about later and his may be long-term troubling. I, I don't think Clyde's are, I think just a little bit of usage, you know, stuff with Bell and then just their game script and stuff like that. But, um, the way my team is built to win now, it was a, a, just a glaring problem. I've been trying to acquire a running back for quite a while. It's not a secret. Many of you have probably received trade offers from me and things like that. Uh, and I knew that my strength to move was at wide receiver. Um, and I'm just over the moon about Josh Jacobs. Like He's one of my favorite running backs. I love him a lot. Uh, I think he's going to have a monster second half of the season Like as things you know, get colder. And he's got some juicy matchups like against the Falcons and the Jets um, and the Chargers in the playoffs. So uh, I'm pretty excited about him finishing, but also just having another young body. So uh, I was really sad to send Diggs away, though. He's a, an awesome player. Yeah, I think that's the thing is, honestly, though, the thing that sold me is I was looking at the pictures of them, and Josh Jacobs' Instagram is, like, fine. It's, like, pretty classic. It's a lot of ads, a lot of branding <laughs> stuff. But but Stefan Diggs, he's out here looking like a like a – Parisian male model like that dude is fucking balling he is a monster I am absolutely just I, th- I think I just feel the exact same way you do and we probably both feel the same way for good reason because I think other yeah. people looking are like yeah those players are both amazing so yeah they are and I, I do think this is a win-win trade um I think like you had told me um like maybe on paper or the computer would say that you know Jacobs is valued higher um, and that's probably true, but uh, you know, the, getting digs into your lineup uh, really helps you out. Uh, I'm not sure who it helps more, uh, but I guess time will tell. And uh, hopefully, they meet meet again in the playoffs. So, uh, very exciting trade here. One of the biggest of the the season as far as names go. Yeah. Now, one, <laughs> a trade I'm not as excited to talk about, but one that we have to because that's what we do here on the show is uh, the last one here is you traded for Taysom Hill after previously cutting him, and you sent away your 2021 third to the popular ballers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, tell us about it. The The big thing was, the thing that finally pushed over the edge was Drew Brees getting hurt and not knowing if Jameis or Taysom Hill is going to get the start. So it made me feel better about Don't even that. pretend. You Dude, know that I, Taysom Hill is not going to start at quarterback. <laughs> Dude, that... Sean Sean Payton has done dumber stuff before than start Taysom Hill at quarterback. <sighs> but they're actually <laughs> their record is good. They're first in the NFC South. I think they might be first in the NFC. I can't remember if anybody would be above them. Let me see. Uh, no, they're they're not. They're in first place in the NFC, tied with the Packers at seven and two. Um, Breeze, this was like, and I, this is, 
not a completely original thought, but I did think it simultaneously with Twitter when he got, I'm using air quotes here, hurt. Uh, like, yeah, he was playing very poorly in that game. Um, it was time to go to Jameis. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I mean, I think it's going to be Jameis, but I'm glad to have Taysom back, which because for the most part, this is the, the main reason why, is that the Bruce Matthews were 6-0 the week I dropped him to pick up, I don't know, Rashad Higgins or someone who doesn't matter on my team. Uh, it's a little bit further down. And then, and so I dropped him, and then I haven't won a game since. And last night I was down going into the final game with Thielen looking to be put on notice. I trade for Taysom before the game is played, and look, here we look, Justin Jefferson already picking it up on the bench for me. We're we're just saying Taysom Hill, he's a glue guy. You can't you can't undervalue that. Even in a fantasy context where they obviously matters the uh camaraderie of the team. So Well, you certainly can undervalue it and I am and uh Popular Ballers, great, great move here. You got a third for a meaningless player. Um you did great here. And uh Taysom Hill will never play a meaningful role on the starting lineup for the Bruce Matthews. You heard it here first. So uh, let's move on from that because we're going to talk about it again later on uh, just to kind of give some spoilers there um, but let's talk about the NFL as a whole here week 9 or 10 I'm sorry um, some great games we can uh, work our way back like normal here uh, starting with last night the Vikings and Bears the Vikings end up winning holding off a, a Bears uh, late comeback effort no, no surprise there I don't think as the Bears somehow are now 5-5 five and five after starting the year undefeated uh, I think 5-0 and oh. um, but more importantly uh, you got your win here from Adam Thielen yes yes thank you Adam uh, yeah the Bears just they need offense they need to be able to score points Allen Robinson is going to his career is going to end with him being have being thrown to by the likes of like Jacksonville and Chicago Bears quarterbacks which is so sad and yeah how good is. he is even with those terrible quarterbacks it's it's really sad he could have really been something he could still really be something if they can get the quarterback situation sorted. But yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, him and Anthony Miller both, I think, are are uh, mm-hmm. good players. Get, getting the short end of the stick, and then even the the rookie Darnell Mooney, who's on my taxi squad, has shown some flashes this year. But when your quarterback is Nick Foles, uh, and then for part of the game. Uh, what that one kid, Tyler Bray? <laughs> I just don't think that's going to get it done. Oh my gosh, he that dude looks like the character um the like the guy who's in every at every wedding movie who's like a southern like mm-hmm. very kind sort of but like kind of dad bod guy with kind of scruffly beard that's that is what tyler bray is he's like that guy caricatured into an nfl yeah. quarterback and he looked <laughs> terrible in his he first did. two throws alan robinson and cole Komet, who's a rookie are looking look at him like who's the this dude's trash after he yeah. threw the ball <laughs> which is saying a lot uh when you've had trubisky and Foles as your quarterback but uh i don't know if, if trubisky's healthy i i think he starts next week um so I don't know how serious the Foles thing is, but at this point, like I know that Foles 
came in and like got a win when things were starting to go south with the Bears, but they won all the other games but one with Trubisky. So <laughs> I don't know what that means, but you know, I would I would try it. Um, strange team. That's a strange very, team. Very, very strange team. Great defense, bad offense. Uh other primetime game was Patriots Ravens. Kind of a shocker here. Um, any any hot takes one way or the other here about the Ravens or Patriots? Man, Lamar Lamar cannot seem to get it sorted out. But of course, Cam also like looked. It was a game in the rain. It was just yeah. like a slog it out, run it. So, which you would think on paper would mean the Ravens would do pretty good. Yeah, but you'd also say on paper that the Patriots would do equally. Like you'd also say like. If they're going to have a chance, it's going to be just running the football, too. Yeah, I agree. I, I think um, it, it's just weird that, and I guess maybe maybe you say it's Belichick, I don't know, but um, with, with two teams that like to run the ball a lot, the Ravens are better at it, or at least I thought, uh, season, season long. Um, but they ended up having to throw more, I guess, being behind uh, th- more than the Patriots did. Um, but yeah, Lamar just not looking like his MVP uh, self at all no and he's kind of in his where he gets when he gets kind of gun shy i think where it's like he he's not looking to throw the ball he's going back to like starting to run around again which is fine and again it's hard to tell because of the rain game but even the games before i feel like he's starting he's like going back to using his legs for a little bit right now which i think he he needs to i think that's been a common criticism of him like dating back to college that he his arm isn't like nfl level but he's just so elite on the ground that he can kind of make up for it but um i don't know that was a weird game uh damian harris you know just doing the classic like ran the ball for like five yards every time he touched the ball and just slogged this one out so patriots back in the playoff picture here um Let's move move back into the afternoon and, and noon games here. Oh, yeah. Uh, the biggest story of the day, no questions asked, is Seahawks-Bills. A fantastic game that I got the pleasure of watching. Wait, Cardinals-Bills? Uh, or Seahawks? Yeah, Cardinals-Bills. Sorry, Cardinals-Bills. Cardinals-Bills. Yeah. Uh, Cardinals, Bills. Um, and uh, I got the pleasure of seeing that Hopkins catch live. And my goodness, that was amazing. Oh, yeah. I, saw, I got to see it live, too. I, so, let me... So we've been I've been in quarantine now for God knows how many days. I'm losing my mind. And um, so my game day, because I can't watch with anyone, it's just me sitting at my computer desk. And I had I have two screens, so I cut each screen in half with a different game. So I had four games <laughs> wow. streaming, and I just used my mouse to unmute the correct screen. Amazing. So I could pretty much like... Make your like, own red zone. Yeah, I've like made my <laughs> own red zone, and it was so fun. That was like the best I could hope for. So I caught a lot of football this weekend. Um, but that Cardinals game, watching the end, it was just like, dude, this is like some storybook, like can't believe it type of football being watched. And great teams, very young. It was very exciting. Yeah, Uh Two young quarterbacks that you you know have a lot of uh, promise in. Um, I'm fully aboard the Kyler Murray train since I have him in my other league. Uh, just his escapability, like that. I mean, you saw it on display at the last play where he like scrambled around and like was dashing to the sideline, uh, like going you know 
had to turn back to throw it, you know, with his right hand. Just amazing ball placement. Um, I don't know if you saw his tweet after the game, but he was like, oh, Hopkins down there somewhere. <laughs> like, yeah. just tossed it. Like, Which um, on this podcast, I don't know if you remember, at the very beginning I said, I think their strategy is just like literally throw the ball in DeAndre Hopkins' direction. And yeah. he, like they just make it work, but I honest to goodness, I'm more and more believing that that is the game plan. But sorry, right. continue. <laughs> no, uh, exactly. Uh, and it's one of those things like um, where we talk about this a lot, or not we, but uh, there's a, a podcast I listen to a lot of times that talks about like, I guess maybe this in, uh, this influenced the multiverse thing a little bit, where like great plays that would have been remembered as great if not because they got superseded by another great play right afterwards uh, to, to win the game. Uh-huh. But, like, the Bills drive and, like, Diggs' touchdown was awesome. Like, oh, yeah, his toe-tap touchdown? Yeah, just a great touchdown. Um, and you thought Josh Allen had, had done it. Uh, and then talk about bad beats uh, gambling-wise. If you had Cardinals minus 2.5, which I did, and then they, which rightfully so, they don't kick the extra point uh you know, to manage the risk there, taking the knee, knee at the end. But you think, oh, maybe I'm going to get a backdoor cover here by the <laughs> Cardinals, and then nope, psych. Um, w- one other thing, too, I wanted to point out. Uh, this is fantasy-related, not really NFL. I guess it, it's NFL-related, too. But right now, through the entire season, um, do you have a guess as to where Kyler Murray ranks in the NFL for rushing yards? Amongst... All players amongst all players. I'm like gonna including s- running backs. So and so this this is where stuff gets crazy this year. But my guess would be Kyler would be maybe thirteenth. He is number eight. Okay. <laughs> so obviously, like a couple weeks ago, he had that big like hundred yard rushing game, but he had another sixty. Um, that that's just insane to me that he is a, a top ten. In, the, in rushing yards, but it's not for lack of, like, passing stats. Uh, he's, I want to say, uh, passing yards, he is, uh, he's 13th, actually. So, uh, that's funny. But, yeah, just an amazing, amazing player. Love Kyler Murray. Yeah, um, me too. Great, great. I love, he's, like, he's fast in, like, the five yards change of direction like i bet you he has a mean three 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 cone drill yes he's one of those where like his his feet move so quick underneath <laughs> him when he starts going it doesn't look it real? looks weird yes. to watch yeah <laughs> yes i agree it's like somebody pressed fast forward real quick just for a second on him um we've got a few other good things to talk about here the uh, steelers hold off joe burrow and are um Still undefeated. Uh, a pretty big win, too. It moves him to 9-0 and as Roethlisberger was kind of slinging it against the Bengals defense. Yeah. Great. The NFL has uh, some very good parity this year. I know that people are complaining about, like, that whole NFC, was it the NFC East being terrible, or NFC North mm-hmm. being terrible? East, with yeah. The e- East, yeah. Um, but, other like, outside of some teams that are just awful, like, pretty good the league is pretty good like the teams that have been bad have gotten some kind of player asset that makes them hopeful i think in the future enough or they've traded for a veteran who's coming in and like making them competitive enough um but like any any of like the like i could see the steelers losing to the ravens or like i could have been losing this game uh yeah if like mixon would have been there and things gone a little differently 
Yeah, so so the Steelers are a weird undefeated team in that I think that they they know it too that like they're not like some kind of dominant no, undefeated. Not, team. You're not your typical nine and zero team. Yeah, and they they've played some easy games early in the season too. They had several. They've also beaten. I mean, they've won all their hard games. Don't get me wrong, uh, with like the Titans and stuff, but they've played some easy ones. Um, but yeah, nine and zero. We'll see how long they can keep going undefeated. Um, the uh, my big takeaway from this game. Stats wise was just every single receiver um, produced here. Uh, my boy Deontay Johnson had a big game. Juju had a good game, and then Claypool two electric touchdowns too. So, all right, let's pick back up with uh, the Dolphins. Man, another win for the Dolphins over the Chargers. Uh, Tua gets another win, and the Dolphins are like firmly, firmly in the playoff race. They really are, and you know they have that. They're having what the Bears could do, I think, if they got a quarterback in this draft. Like, man, they they could be, they could be something that is really tough to compete with. And man, I do feel so bad for, though for Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Like, yeah, like they are not a two and seventeen. Like, they are a good football team. And how do you how do you keep people in the locker room from getting so down? Because you know, this is the time they pretty much have to win out to to have a chance at making the playoffs, right? At nine and seven, that's kind of the wild card potential cutoff. Yeah, it's not going to happen. But I just don't see it happening, which is such a bummer. I like their team. I think Eckler being hurt all season, or a lot of the season, pretty much, mm-hmm. has really sort of stunted them. But yeah, just another. Like one score game, really a score and a two point. Yeah, <laughs> right there. Um, I think we could draw a very clear parallel, um, not only because of the player involved, but just the kind of the nature of the season. But uh, the Dolphins are the Marley Magic of the NFL. Yes, I mean they. I I think because it's like yeah, they're they're actually good. They've also just won some kind of games that you're like I don't know. If should they have won that game? I'm not sure, but they but they do. You got Tua leading both of those uh, both of those yeah. teams. The, both um, those ball clubs. Yeah, both <laughs> of those ball clubs led by Tua. Um, both of them probably going to make the playoffs. So uh, very exciting there. Um, let's see what else. The another team that's been kind of sneaky turning it on. Maybe this is all relative to uh, the competition, but we mentioned NFC East earlier. Uh, looks like the Giants might be the team that comes out of there. I would love that. I like I like the Giants coming out of there as the playoff team more than the Eagles because I want Carson Wentz out. I want Jalen Hurts in, and uh, you know, Daniel Jones is he's fine. I don't want it. I don't. I don't want them to give up on him without having Barkley. And now he'll have Slayton and Sterling at like twenty five, twenty seven. Even mm-hmm. Evan Ingram, and then when Barkley comes back, that sounds like. A fun team for me to for like the world to watch. Yeah, and because th- the defense has been like the thing that's been good, and there's so many questions on offense. Uh, and I mean, I'm not going to change my mind on Daniel Jones after like two games against two not great teams. But if that's the type of performance you get from him, like heck yeah, you're going to take that. Uh, and like you said, no Saquon Barkley, and just he commands such a like 
uh, defensives have to game plan for him, right? Like he requires eight people. He requires yes. eight people in the game. So plan. like Wayne Gallman, not gonna get it done for you long term. Like sure, he did okay for a fantasy perspective, but like real life, he's not cutting it. Um, and teams are not gonna be like, how can we take away Wayne Gallman? Like that's just not right. gonna happen. Um, so yeah, next year, if you're a Giants fan, maybe maybe you're feeling okay about this team. Uh, but I would like to see them go on a little run and like make the playoffs because I like Daniel Jones. Um, I, I want him to succeed probably just because he's on my team. But um, there's just something about him that's kind of dorky, and I kind of like him. Yeah, he's supposed to be like the like the there's like the cool quarterbacks that we have growing up, like Dante Culpepper and stuff. And then you have like the boring quarterbacks growing up, like Peyton Manning is a boring quarterback. And mm-hmm. so Daniel Jones needs to be like like how we have Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray. He needs to be the next like boring quarterback. Yeah, the next Eli Manning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really yeah. stepping right into that. Yeah, it's great. Um, I do want to go to the next another game though. That's kind of a weird one that we don't talk about, but I have to, which is the the Washington football team and the and the Detroit Lions because such mm. a classic matchup to me. I love that color matchup and like feels very old school. Yeah, but watching the Washington football team, and I know Alex Smith is <laughs> out there with like a literal like war wound. Yeah, um, like which is uh, like pretty wild, honestly. But that team is a quarterback away, and I was and I was talking with uh, Wyatt of the Winter Faces about this, and we were saying, what if? Okay, so Trevor Lawrence is going to go first, and then like someone like Justin Fields goes to the football team. That is amazing because that team has some players. They have some yeah. athletes on that team. It's yeah, fun Ter- to watch. Terry the McLaurin team. is is incredible. They have both of the like young Sims that I I don't don't know yeah. much about or can't tell them apart, but they both like Isaiah Wright <laughs> produced Stephen Sims and cam sims or something i think isaiah is isaiah wright uh, yes who also was great uh, but um if you can just get one of those guys really behind terry mclaurin to like be consistently good then you've got a good receiving core and then i think antonio gibson has proven that he can play um amazing third round draft pick by you but next year you won't have a chance to get antonio gibson because you have Taysom hill instead um, i still have a third round that's why i traded it okay. i had two thirds yeah <laughs> Well, I just had that in my pocket as a, an insult. Oh, you so. got to give it to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was my rabbit's foot, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, no, I think this this team is exciting for the future. I mean, they uh, the defense was on the field a lot um, because, like, Alex Smith threw the ball 55 times yeah, a lot and didn't of three throw and a touchdown. So, yeah. you know. That's the thing, but they do have a lot of good players. Chase Young is going to be good for them. Uh, we talked about him too, but yeah, uh, the Lions I think do have a chance to uh, make the playoffs now as well, uh, which would be fun. I would love for Matt Stafford to like have some success in the playoffs. That just really warmed my heart. Yeah, yeah. He he probably he probably it would probably be good for him to at least get a wild card chance at some point. I like Matt Stafford. Um, let's talk about the. Uh, we can. This can be our last one, and it's really. I mean, I don't know if I've said anything that would make it to where I would need to like own up to it, but it's really more like owning up to my heart, which is like I have let myself just kind of become a Seahawks fan, like maybe almost yeah. equaling my Colts like love, and probably just because they've been good, and I love Russell Wilson. Um, and this game against the Rams just kind of made me face reality, like 
that the defense is so bad that and and Russell Wilson did not play amazing or or even I would say good really he made some terrible decisions that one interception he threw in the end zone where he threw it across his body like what is i don't know that was just yeah, when he could have taken off to watch are you yeah. talking about the one where he, had, if he would just he had five steps like 25 yards yeah. of, of open space um just really head scratching i'm not really sure what to make of it and i mean the good thing is it's russell wilson he's gonna you would expect him to like rebound from this and be fine but I was really excited about this line for the week, uh, gambling-wise, and um, just been all over the Seahawks uh, everywhere. And the last two games against the Bills and Rams, uh, both on the road, both good teams, but uh, just kind of a bummer, kind of making me realize, like, this team's not going to... I don't think they have a team that can win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, th- I think that it is all about... I think that we have a fantasy mindset of offense offense and we don't realize mm-hmm. how bad like the Seahawks pass defense really is yeah. because I've, I've noticed like whether where they're on the spread like Vegas any any team where they think the quarterback wide receiver combos could really burn the Seahawks they pretty much make the Hawks dogs because they're that bad yeah and that's it, it's just crazy to think about and it maybe this is another example of uh you can't get your brain to uh, actually think you just you let you let your eyes do things because you just see Seahawks and you're like oh Legion of Boom like amazing defense um, and just not the case anymore when Jared Goff can can light you up and and have the all the running backs got all the touchdowns but Goff had 300 yards and uh, was able to get him get him down the field so that's a bummer um, I'm, I'm sad about the Seahawks but hopefully they can get some some stuff together and at least just give me an exciting playoff games. I don't care if they lose. Just give me some exciting playoff games. Agreed. All right. We need to talk about our league now. Uh, we only have three weeks left in the season, so things <sighs> are getting into crunch time. Uh, we had our first playoff spot clinched, as I officially am now going to be in the playoffs, uh, still sitting at the one seed. And uh, with one more win, I, I can clinch the a playoff bye as well. So um, let's we'll walk through the uh, standings real quick before dissecting any games. Um, Spicer, you're still sitting at second uh, with a game between you and Katie set with separation for that uh, other bye. But I believe you guys play each other before the season's over. Uh, you do. So uh, that's going to be an important game. Uh, then we have... Katie at third, and then the Marley Magic has worked their way up to fourth place, uh, looking real solid for the playoffs. And then you've got the Winter Faces and God Kings at five hundred five and five. There, filling out those two what we would call wild card spots. Uh, with really, in my opinion, probably the only other playoff contender left is Popular Ballers, one game behind. Yep, that is correct. That's the uh, that's kind of our playoff picture to start. I think. It's all. It all comes down to. Can Andy Dalton really be in at QB? Yeah. And get or Gardner Minshew come back in, or and Chris is Christian McCaffrey going to be back? And that's that's popular ballers' key to success. And there's not much anyone could like. It's just been unfortunate. I was actually going to compare him to like the 49ers this year. He's just been so banged up over and over and over. And and honestly, I. I think he's got a chance. Uh, looking at the schedule, you know, you got Vikings, Washington football team, Ravens could be a tough matchup, but uh, Bengals, Niners, yeah, there, there could be a chance for Mr. Dalton to 
propel the ballers into a playoff spot. We'll see. Um, but before we go into this week's game, tell me about the, give me the inverse kind of picture here at the bottom as we actually now have to start looking towards the draft for some of these teams and seeing who's going to end up with the Trevor Lawrence lottery pick. Yeah, so what we have right now is um, an eighth place in a unfortunate year where most points scored against some tough luck, close matchups we've, that we've already talked about is the Pitt Kings. So we talked about with the trade kind of starting to sell off last chance to maybe get go down in the draft enough to get Lawrence or make sure you get a top three pick. Um, at, and that's at three and seven. Also at three and seven are the Flamin' Hot Cheetahs who hold both the their first pick and the touchdown to Abbey's intense pick first round this year. So they're looking at one and two overall right now. But we sort of have this interesting situation. So with the rest of the schedule, we're going to have let me see here. Let me get let me pull up the schedule. This week you would expect them all to lose, all three of them. And but then I think we have, well, for some reason, you know, sometimes apps desktop versions pe- people just don't care about it anymore. <laughs> Especially it's sleeper. all about the mobile now. Sleeper yeah. does not care about their they, uh, desktop. Yeah, I, I'll I'll tell you, and then you tell me what you think about it. But week twelve, you have Pitt Kings versus Touchdown Nabby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so I play Touchdown to Nabby this upcoming week. Then the. The Pit Kings will play them, and then the last game of the season are the Flamin' Hot Cheetahs play them, right? Oh, I didn't so, even know that. So that's what makes it interesting. Hmm. So if the Pit Kings lose and go to lose to this week against whoever they are playing, Katie. So so they're probably going to lose this week, and touchdown to Abbey probably loses to me, more than likely. Then so there's still a game behind. So then if Pitt Kings is able to out tank touchdown to Abbey, that puts everyone at like three and nine and going into the last week, which means that Pitt Kings could potentially secure themselves if they lose out the second pick in the draft, or if they got really lucky, the potentially still the first because of wow. the way the schedule plays out. Yeah, that's so, really interesting. So uh, to good see managing. It. As a uh, week thirteen, the last week we'll have Noah versus Rob, and Noah kind of having to manage a lot right there. Uh, it could be very interesting <laughs> on the, the strategy. <laughs> yes, um, I I absolutely love it. I love that that we that there's still having to be strategy to get to the bottom to to drop yeah, as far. That's fun. Um, well, yeah, this week there really wasn't any exciting games. Yours was the only one that came down to the wire uh, as you beat the Pit Kings. Um, Ended up beating him by eight with Thielen's second touchdown, but um, uh, that was probably that. No, that was the closest game of the week, one fifty-three to one forty-five. Um, other than that, just a bunch of stinkers. Uh, touchdown and Abby lost by like seventy to Katie. Um, Marlin Magic only scored one seventeen, but got a big victory over the popular ballers. <laughs> yeah, maybe one of one of the like most unfortunate fantasy starts and plays from a team with popular ballers just like and there wasn't much on the bench either it wasn't like he was like missing a bunch of points on the bench it was just a down week tough bye week 
yeah beat up all that. missing a lot of a lot of things here uh and then didn't have uh dobbins or or pope didn't even get a rushing attempt so uh that was that was a rough week there um the, I guess the highest scoring combo besides yours would have been Winter Faces and God Kings. God Kings didn't lose close, at least, uh, but they did lose to Winter Faces, and those teams now are tied uh, five and five. That was a big game for the playoff standings there, as Winter Faces holds the the points for tiebreaker by a narrow margin. Yeah, and the Winter Faces needed to to stay ahead of the stay ahead of the chains, so to speak. Here, they had some unfortunate weeks in like some way under like 40% below projection kind of weeks happened recently. So uh, yeah, I'd really like them to get out of my playoff bucket. <laughs> uh, like they're projected because of four or five, uh, but they're clearly in my opinion, not the fifth best team. Uh, I don't think they will get out of there and because Katie is probably going to hold down that third spot, but uh, I don't want to play Wyatt in the second round it will not be fun. Oh, it will not. Uh, and then uh, the Flamin' Hot Cheetahs, uh, I guess they used all of their uh, tanking points last week because they only scored 99 against me. And I had a, had a low week as well, only 135, but I was missing three of my starters due to buy and had a couple uh, couple clunkers thrown in there too. So um, there, that's our week. That we've given you the playoff picture, but uh, let's get to our main event. Spicer, it is time to give out some awards. All right. Um, I can I can start us off this week here. Um, gonna start out with the corporate global workman of the week award, and uh, today this one uh, I don't know if this will make you mad, Spicer, but I'm I'm not giving it to to Alvin Kamara. Um, he scored the most points, but I, I have a little gripe with him as far as workman goes. Um, you're not a workman when you catch like ten dump off passes. Uh, I know it was only seven, but um, Yes, he's electric, and when he gets the ball in his hands, like he makes, he gets yards and everything. I just, it doesn't really fit the award. He's just, you know, he he had, I think he had less rushing yards, at least the same rushing attempts as Taysom Hill. Um, if that's the case, you're you're not getting the Workman Award. So, um, sorry, Spicer, it's not him. And I've kind of neglected him. I promise it's not, but on purpose. Um, he he is great, and he just hasn't fit any of the awards. But I'm actually going to give it to old man Tom Brady. Uh, just after being embarrassed on national TV against the Saints, uh, he came out with a performance that you probably could have predicted. Uh, Ronald Jones had a really good week too, but uh, 300 yards, three touchdowns for, for Tom. Spread the ball around nicely to Godwin and Evans and Brown and even Gronk got that touchdown. So uh, put up 46 points on a good Panthers team and uh, helped the winner faces to a good victory against the God Kings. Yeah, to- totally fair award. Alvin Kamara knows that he he's not trying to get that Workman of the Week award. Have, I mean, have you seen him? I think I've seen him be tackled by a human being maybe like five times all season. That dude <laughs> yeah. runs out of bounds or falls down or scores there, a There was one play. He had he caused like five missed tackles in the backfield and still lost like three yards because it was a catch. But it was like, man, that was so impressive. Yeah. He... he he his I think his entire goal like if I could get into his mindset it's like don't get hit and yeah. like get to the other side <laughs> like it's like playing a version of Red Rover but yeah. like opposite <laughs> like you're just trying not to get touched like playing tag um, yeah it's amazing 
Yeah, he'll be but, fine. Just eight carries for 15 yards when Taysom Hill had eight carries for like 40 yards. Sorry, not gonna not gonna do it for me. That's because Kamara is a wide receiver. <laughs> he is. Yeah, he just happens to run his routes from the backfield. Um, yeah. So that's my award. What's what? What do you got over there? So, I'm gonna give out the uh, sex up or shut up award to start it out here. And this award this week is going to go to not not a ton of close matchups or tough decisions with some bye weeks, but um, this award is going to go to Colton and the Pit Kings for starting Rex Burkhead. Um, yeah, Burkhead like really is the person who made it um, made it a game, like really blew out the uh, the projection to to get there. And the reason why is because with Burkhead, you could have gone with Travis Homer with a Chris Carson out. Um, you could have – Boston Scott would have been a little more risky or Adrian Peterson. I, I know that he has uh, Swift, so playing Peterson and Swift doesn't really work. But he had some other options. Goes with Burkhead. Burkhead has two touchdowns, really keeping him in that game. Yeah. I think that was a good a good award. I remember uh, I was messaging with you during the games, and I didn't realize that he had started Burkhead Sunday night, and that actually made it a interesting game. Um, and you know, it's funny he has started Peterson and Swift before together. I think maybe a couple times. So uh, yeah, that was a good call for Col- for Colton. Um, we're actually going to stick here with the Pit Kings because my my multiverse award is um, is going to him as well because uh, it was really the only the the only game that was close enough that could have had a decision that turned the tide. Um, and this would have been interesting because if he had started Boston Scott, who didn't get a lot of work, but he had a big play touchdown, so he could have actually won in the game because it was just really bizarre that he started Jay Sternberger in the flex. I don't know if <laughs> that was just like a. A, a straight tank move or or what that was but zero points there for Sternberger uh, could have made the difference and that would have put him in a really odd position because he holds a, a good amount of points for uh, and it would have had him over popular ballers uh, closer to the playoffs but um, for the multiverse this week uh, I just want to mention we won't spend a lot of time here but we'll take another look into the multiverse of sports by going over to my other fantasy league again and um I, i've mentioned them a couple times because i'm i was been trying to tank and spicer i'm in fourth place yes <laughs> it's just not gonna happen i don't think yeah kyler murray is a terrible tank commander as as yeah. noah knows <laughs> so i'm in fourth place and here's the thing like i have a points for tiebreaker with three other teams that are all the same record as me and then in seventh place, to, to even get out of the playoffs, uh, I would need to lose two more games. Um, so I just I don't think that's that's going to happen. Um, I've I mean I've got a shot to even finish out in third place potentially. But uh, yeah, excited about the team with Murray and uh, Justin Jefferson and Judy and, and some of those guys. But uh, I don't know. I don't think I have a chance to compete. Just wanted to say um, the tanking not going well over there. Ooh, sometimes it's tough to get to the bottom. It is. All right. Do we have a uh, what's up next? Pinchable cheeks on notice. Oh, you know it's pinchable cheeks, and so oh, right. This so we got those pinchable cheeks coming up, and it's going to be this week. You might there. There were a lot of pinchable cheeks this week. I think there were a lot of good young young players that went out, but this week I'm actually going to give this award to a player on the Winter Faces roster who. He, I feel like he's been pretty. 
I hadn't really noticed him because he's been so sort of highs and lows. But this week's pinchable cheeks because he seems like he could be someone who is going to really lead you to victory in the future. DJ Moore, wish you were on my team, dude. Hmm. Um, you've had some you've had some seriously great weeks this year. It's like he'll score fifteen or twenty plus points, or he'll score under ten. Like that's like yeah. the weeks, and so. But I love that. I'm 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 with you, DJ. So you get that award this week. Yeah, I like DJ Moore a lot. He's a. Uh, I think if you if you watch the games, like you can tell when he gets the ball that he's really good. Um, that offense is kind of weird, and so I think his low numbers are usually just from. And they've had their other receivers really pop off this year. Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel have played well. So, um, yeah, I always agree with these awards here. I would love to have him on my team. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Hunter's Hunches. You know what? I like that idea. And, you know, we're 7-2. and two. We had a rebound after a, a, you know, a minor setback for a major comeback, as they say, uh, and it wasn't a huge victory by any means, but this one was a one for one. And so that made it easy to declare victory. As I told you to start Johnny Smith over Eric Ebron, you didn't listen to me. And um, it, thankfully, <laughs> Johnny Smith got that touchdown, giving him 10 points. And then uh, Ebron just did not have a, a good week. I think he only had like six points for you, maybe. Um, so not not one that's going to swing a matchup, but it could have made your, your game uh, you know, Monday night, you could have breathed a little easier uh, in that game. Yeah, and I agree. It, but e- Eric Ebron also had f- four drops. The thing that's I told you, about, what have I been saying? What have I been saying? Dude, that dude can't catch. I've well, been they, saying they, that. They just don't don't throw the ball to 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 Johnny. We'll talk about. I have so many thoughts about the Titans game, but we'll wait. We'll wait till the yeah. end. So so yeah. Let me give it the the next one here. Um, I think at this point I really got to laser into all these playoff implicated matchups here. So I'm going to go here with the popular ballers uh, hunch. And Aaron, what I'm going to have you do is you've got some interesting decisions to make this week. You've got a lot of kind of flex worthy decisions um, because you've got Michael Pittman really put it together against the Titans this week. Um, You've got Travis Fulgham who struggled, but you're probably still going to trust him for a while. Uh, and then you got Tim Patrick that got ejected <laughs> for trying to fight somebody, but uh, had a great game before that. So A classic popular baller player. Yes, great attitude. So what I'm going to say is uh, leave Austin Hooper in that flex. Uh, I know he had a down week, but they've got a juicy matchup with the Eagles. And then I'm, I'm going to want you to start the do the two tight end formation this week and put in Hayden Hurst over Pittman. Uh, I know he had a 100-yard game, awesome game, 19 points, but I don't think it's time to trust those. <laughs> you can't trust the Colts receiver after one week. We've seen that. Um, so this, to me, is a clear flex choice. Hayden Hurst, uh, tight end for the Falcons, over Michael Pittman of the Colts. We'll see you next week. Hopefully we'll be 8-2. and two. Wow. What a hunch. I feel motivated. I feel dumb for not picking Jonu now. After that, hey, after that spiel, if only I could have a seven two <laughs> record in like gambling picks, I I would gra- gladly trade those out. But that's all right. Um, all right, I want to put some people on notice, but I can't because oh. that's what you do. So let's oh, do here uh, we should have we'll have a whole multiverse episode. We'll swap awards. Oh, that's awesome. Great idea. Um, so be looking for that in the future. So 
Now it's time to put some people on notice. So, first up, a recap of where we are. I've kind of gotten lost in it a little bit. Uh, <laughs> TY's still in the shadow realm. Edelman is still injured, so not moving. Zeke on by, not moved. Uh, Devin Singletary? Mm-hmm. He's inching towards the shadows. Yeah, he's 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 a game away from the shadow realm, which I can't. I have to say, he deserves it, dude. Especially because the Bills are playing well. So yeah. it so he moves a notch towards the shadow realm, and then we're gonna have. Let's see here. Is there Zeke. We've already talked about on by yeah. Oh, and Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. Oh, that was the most recent addition. Yes. So, so the the only the so Mark Andrews stays pat. He's he's still only in the first level of of on notice because he had a pretty solid game this week. Um, He was like the only Ravens wide receiver besides Snead to have a a serviceable week. He ends up uh, seven catches, sixty yards, no touchdowns. No touchdowns. So that's why that's why he doesn't get off of notice, but he just stays stays in place. He has no no movement. Okay. So so this player that we're going to put on notice right now, uh, he's 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 been talked about, and it's just I think it's time to for him to be put on notice. And that player is going to be none other than Mister Melvin Gordon. Oh yes, clear choice here. Yeah. So, so Melvin, I know that you know you you're at a you're at a situation that isn't necessarily the best. But come on, man. The last here's your your last four weeks. You've had twelve points, and that was with a touchdown. You had ten points, three points, four points. Dude, we we got to do better. And I know I know this last week. You your snap count in general just went down, but the decline is real for you right now. It's falling uh, off a cliff. Yeah, it's tough. So I know they're playing from behind in a lot of these games too, but Melvin Gordon, you're a you're a dual threat back. That's like yeah. this is your thing. You gotta be in there taking advantage of that that time too. So Melvin Gordon You have been put Hunter, do you want to get you want to? Oh, you want do to I get it? to? I, yeah. I know. I normally lob it to you. I didn't get to do it. I know. Oh, yeah. I, Hold I, on. I, Let me do this. On notice. Nice. All right. I love it. I, I, uh, sorry, I forgot to give you the layup because I was trying to figure out if he even, like, I can't even, my phone's not working. I was trying to see if he was, like, getting any targets or anything. But, yeah, he was a good dual threat guy for the Chargers. Like, clearly can catch the ball. So, weird deal. All right. Um, yeah, Melvin Gordon got it, got it better there. Okay, let's get to it with our last few minutes here. Um, whether you want to or not, we got to talk about the Colts Titans. Actually, here before because some of you, I know it's going to be painful. I'm not going to be a douche, so let me first. I have a can I have this? Can I have this? And it's not about the Colts. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to rub that in because I, I'm just not. Um, so this is just something I wanted to mention on the podcast because. Spicer, I'm sure you can relate to this. I know you can. You know when something happens to you that's just so good and like but it's also like super niche like to your interest and you're like I need to tell someone about this even though I know they won't get it. Yes. 
Okay, I have one of those. And okay. like, so, okay, everyone knows I collect comic books and love comic books. Um, and the the type of books that I like have the most of are not. I don't buy like single floppy issues of comic books because those are just not cost effective um and they don't hold up over time so what i buy are these giant books you've seen them probably in pictures on like in my instagram or something uh and they're called omnibus is the plural is is out there in the jury but um an omnibus is usually like 20 to like 50 issues it collects usually like an entire story or an entire like writer's uh like venture on a character. Okay. Still with me? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the market for this is something that I feel like this would interest you like outside of here. We could even talk about it more in depth, but um, the market is very odd because there's so few people that this is even a possibility of, of buying this, even less than like people that buy normal comics. Um, Cause these books are usually expensive. Like usually the like sticker price of it would be like a hundred bucks, maybe 125 um, but you're talking about these massive books that are like over a thousand pages long and um, very nice, very nicely made. Well, all that to say, the community that, yes, there is a community for this uh, is just hilarious. And especially during COVID, the buying has gone out of the roof because people are at home with like nothing else to do. Oh, yeah. So it's grown a ton and there's a lot more people in it. Well, the companies and like that are printing these books, like Marvel especially, um, di- could, didn't see this coming. And so like all these omnibuses that have been being purchased by people like me for a long time are being are selling out literally within like 20 minutes of like being live on the internet. Whoa. So these things have become like trying to buy a PS5 on opening day, um, which is so stupid, right? Like what, <laughs> what am I doing with my life that I have to like interrupt my work to like make sure I can purchase a book? But um, I set all that up for the context because there's a book, an Avengers book that has been out of print for like years. And it is one of the two most expensive books if you like go to eBay. Like usually you can, just for this book, it's going for like $300. Like how stupid is that? Um, utterly ridiculous. But I'm in a discord of people <laughs> who talk about these things. And one of them has a script that they run on several websites in case any of these crazy out of print books come back in stock. And I happened to have my phone in my hand when they sent a message that this Avengers book came back in stock. And so I got to buy it for like $67. Oh, that is amazing. Yes, and you can have that. Like, oh I, I know that was a lot of context, but it, I, there was just no way to like tell that in a small way. Um, but to say that I was just like, I, I mean, I was freaking pumped, like so happy. Like I said, I had to tell someone about it, but I know like it probably, I, I don't know if it's getting across like how big of a deal it is. Probably not, but uh, I'm, I'm very lucky because there was only like maybe five or so that were in stock and everyone now on the group is like freaking out that they didn't get one. So yeah. That is amazing. Oh, nothing, nothing, nothing gets me like a good, a good internet, like scour the internet for a deal for months and months. Oh yeah. I've been looking for that forever. So very yeah. excited. Um, and there, you can humanize me. Just remember I'm a big nerd. Don't let, don't get upset when I tell you that the Titans are bad and that the Colts beat them. I'm just a nerd. Yeah. But with that, the Titans are pretty bad. And the Colts beat <laughs> Tell them. me about it. Tell me about it. <laughs> As a fan, tell me your oh, thoughts. Oh, this is this is like 
our offensive line is too beat up. We, they can't hang. It's it's going as the, as it gets cold. It's going to get rough for for our offense. I'm afraid. Um, like trying to run the ball, it's just it's just not the same. And like Derrick Henry still had like a hundred rush, yard rushing day. Like yeah. they're still like second time to, they've lost with that now. Yeah, and it's just like something's just not. It's just not there. And our defense is just so bad until Adoree Jackson comes back. Uh, I think we're going to be in a world of hurt in the secondary. Any silver lining here? Mm. Silver lining was they did take Adori off of IR mm. last week. Like they said that he was not going to play in the Thursday game, but um, but you know maybe he'll be back for the next week. So that's that's kind of silver lining. Also that. Uh, the other problem that we're having that's an injury that I don't think we're noticing is Adam Humphreys being hurt, I think, is really messing us up. And uh, the punter. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's Spe- a big yeah, one. That's so true, too. Just special teams letting us down. Um, so that is a silver lining, too. Like, if you just have a, a two not just awful special teams punt plays, like, the game is totally different. So that's another yeah. silver lining. But... But Adam Humphreys being out, like watching them on third and seven is painful to see Corey Davis and AJ outside and then our two like slot guys being Janu and Ferkser. And like we, mm-hmm. we don't have anyone or like you saw them trying to utilize Batson more as like the Adam Humphreys stand in, like trying to have someone fast in the slot, but it's it's just not the same. And I think it's causing more issues than we'd care to admit on the titan side yeah humphreys is a good example of a guy that is crucial to real life football but not a fantasy relevant person um like just the dude on third down is a a master getting the just getting just the amount of guards you need on like a little slant um that's missed the the punning thing like it's it's no joke for real like people could like roll their eyes about that but i mean well this one i mean you and the the touchdown wasn't the punter's fault it was the the long snapper's fault that's true um just a complete breakdown like in all aspects of special teams there um i'm very curious to see so this game's going to be played again in two weeks right it's going to be at indianapolis so i mean home field advantage this season isn't as big of a deal but um i'll be curious to see how this plays out uh hopefully the uh titans are you know healthier two weeks from now um and we'll see what happens um i don't know because the other thing is you know you're not going to ever have two games where philip rivers is not throwing interceptions so the fact that you had this one you know it leads me to believe that the next one won't be as lucky for the colts um the takeaway for me here was the emergence of michael Pittman is awesome need that to continue um ty hilton was out there and he had a couple good like catches early in the game i thought maybe he would you know maybe even get out of the shadow realm that didn't happen uh it kind of went away but man philip rivers just loves throwing the ball to everybody and their grandma on this team it's kind of bizarre um and then you also had the emergence of naheem hines who is just so fast yeah he i like naheem hines a lot. awesome yeah i'm worried about jonathan taylor but um oh i don't know I'm not. I'm not worried about Jonathan Taylor. I know you were talking about it. Like, he's still. A, he's just a rookie. I like. Yeah. 
And also, Naeem Hines, it feels like he's going to have a similar career trajectory as, like, Deion Lewis. Yeah, I mean, they're very similar players. Like, he's not built to run between the tackles. He can catch really well. Um, uh, My hope from the beginning of this season was that he would serve as, like, an Eckler because Rivers loved dumping it off to Eckler. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he did that more in this game than he he has all season. Um, And I don't know if, if like, the Colts have been trying, just over-trying to put Taylor in. Um, And this was the first time you saw, like, they were clearly like, okay, well... We're going to ride the hot hand with Hines, and they've done that with Wilkins in the past, who I don't like. So uh, this was this made me happy to see Hines do so well. So kind of confusing for me going forward uh, fantasy-wise, but that's okay. Um, the other thing here with the Titans I wanted to point out was I think – it could be it could get worse before it gets better because they have to yeah have to play at the Ravens and then at the Colts, but this December schedule is perfect for the Titans. It's perfect in two ways. One, these teams are beatable, but two, we all know that December is Derrick Henry season, and these are all very beatable like rushing defenses. You got the Browns at home, then you got at Jaguars. Lions at home and at Packers, um, and then in in a last game of the season is Texans. So. I think, you know, I don't want to press the, I don't think you should press the panic button or anything if you're the Titans. Um, I do think it's good to have your expectations tempered because I've been saying that since the beginning of the season. But um, Derrick Henry's going to gonna run the ball in the cold against some of these teams and you'll get to see some of the old Titans play. Yeah. Oh, also did, yeah, Tannehill hasn't had the greatest last two games either, if we're being honest. True. Um, the Colts have a really good defense. Though. Yeah, that is true. Great pass rush. Great uh, DeForest Buckner and Darius Leonard are are just awesome. Um, it's weird to have a good Colts defense for me. Like we haven't had a great defense since like Dwight Freeney, uh, Robert Mathis days. Oh yeah, those were good times. Uh, happy to see that. But yeah, that's uh, like I said. Well, let's reconvene in two weeks and see where we're at. Yeah, and by that we mean we'll reconvene next week and talk about the Titans and Colts and the AFC South. Oh yeah, we're supposed to talk about the the general AFC South. We didn't even <laughs> oh, yeah. talk what about they the, do? Uh, the oh the Texans, uh, the Jaguars uh, jagged against the Packers. They made it interesting, yeah. but not quite. And then uh, the Texans lost to the wind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a, a crazy game. Uh, they had to delay it. It was so bad at first. Um, but I mean, the Browns are another team we haven't talked a ton about even though they're six and three um like they're gonna probably be in the playoffs unless they collapse and the texans like if you had any hope with them at two and six like it's gone like just i feel bad for deshaun watson i know that's like a trope but uh, i do david johnson's hurt and then like you know i don't know (laughs) it's just bad over there and you've got to think like somebody in in houston watched the end of that a Cardinals game with DeAndre Hopkins, and they were just like, "Son of a." Oh yeah, so so someone should oh be fired. That, well, they did. They fired up Bill O'Brien. I so. get, but did he make that decision? The person who should have been fired was who traded DeAndre Hopkins away from that was him because he was GM and coach at the same time. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh yeah, good. Yeah, so, Bill O'Brien's an idiot. Yeah, big idiot. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's just a weird, like. Man, that's going to sting for a long time. Long time. Well, um, 
that's all I have, Spicer. It's a good, been a good show. It has been. Thanks everyone for stopping in, and uh, we'll we'll keep you updated on uh, the quarter bowl situation. We haven't had a chance to to swap the yes. trophy actually yet, but the trophy just, has come in from China. Uh, came in this week and is uh, in the process of getting put together. Yeah, so be on the lookout. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Brought to you by Magiano Productions.